I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hello, world, and welcome back to another episode of Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. I don't have a lot to say today. I don't. Um, except for the fact that both my sister and my father got the vaccine today, and I am so thankful for that. My sister has been working on the front lines since this pandemic started, and um, I'm just so thankful that she can go to work with a little less worry. And I gotta say something, guys, because it's it's been bothering me. I've been seeing people getting the vaccine prior to people with real pre-existing conditions, whether it's fudging paperwork. I know there's loopholes. There's that whole access code nonsense that is happening in LA. This access code that was created for primarily Latino and Black communities that have been heavily hit. And those codes got out if you're eligible to get the vaccine, please go get it. If you're not, do not jump the line. I wouldn't feel comfortable crossing that line. And knowing that my vaccine that I got could have saved somebody's life who is at a higher risk. So just freaking think before you cut the line. On the brighter spectrum of things, today on the show, we have Emma Norton, who is an absolute gem, and I just adore her. You may know her from TikTok. She has grown her TikTok so much in the in the past year, and it was really insightful to talk to her, and I'm really glad I got to meet her. So here's my conversation with Emma Norton. 
Welcome to the show, Emma. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Y'all, we just had a real interesting experience trying to get this stuff started today. It was yes, a couple hiccups, couple bumps along the road, but you know what? At the end of the day, we figured it out. So that's we figured it out. You know, you and you're like a technology super queen over here. So I mean, I mean, I don't know about that, but when it comes to things like Google Chrome and things that are, (laughs) I hate to say this because this sounds ridiculous, but a little bit before my time because I'm so young. Um, I, I was struggling a little bit. So even me, I have my flaws. Oh God, that hurts my soul a little. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So tell me a little bit about how you got started in acting. Obviously people know you from TikTok, but I was yes. reading that you've always loved acting. So yeah. what made you want to start acting? Well, so I think that from like so many other people who are in the industry, they started really young and I did. And I I think that I had the privilege to attend a school that had a really fun theater program and theater, you know, growing up was definitely my creative outlet to be, I guess, the wackiest version of myself or someone (laughs) else and to escape my own reality from a really young age when, you know, so many people experience hard things growing up and that was my escape and I fell in love with it and my release and I don't know I think that with acting it it is such a beautiful way to tell a story and to connect with people and Mm. that's so beyond important to me and you know in this life I think one of the most important things to me personally is connecting with other people and helping people and allowing them to feel things that maybe they don't quite understand how to express themselves so instead to do that on stage or to do that um, in a film or a movie. I think that that's so beautiful. Beautifully put. Do you do you want to be more in the film area or do you want to be on in theater? Definitely film. I mean, I think that I grew up doing theater, so that was my first passion. And then I think that as I got a little bit older, I started having some exposure to film and I was like, wow, this is a whole nother world. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. It's, it's totally more, different. There's different intimacies to theater and to film. I think that the intimacy is that, you know, it's a live audience and that's so cool. But with the intimacy of film, I think that that is more widespread that more people can see that. And I think that that was what drew me to it as well. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. Film has yeah. always been my my love. I just love Absolutely. that you can you can watch something from 1940 and those people are still living then, you know? Yeah, which is so, I, I don't know, it's just, it's this feeling that really lights me up that, you know, so many people can, maybe not the point is not always to relate to it, but to learn something from it. I think that no matter what you're watching, you, you learn something from it. Even if it's the Lego movie, you might learn something. <laughs> hey, you learn to be happy from the Lego movie, so. Exactly, yes, that's that's what made me happy is the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so you're so young and you're so early in your career. What What's the path that you want to take? Like what kind of films are are the things that spark in you? Yeah, I mean, I definitely am so grateful for the fact that I'm so young because I do have a lot of opportunity to grow as an actress and as an mm-hmm. artist and figure out what I want to do. But I think that the projects that I'm most drawn to are dramedies and things along those lines. I think that those are so much fun. And personally, those are my favorite films to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that someone who has such an incredible film career that I 
really look up to is Margot Robbie. And I think mm-hmm. that her career is fantastic and all the things that she's done with DC. And that's probably my biggest goal is to do something with DC and Marvel. That's would be the most incredible opportunity ever. Oh, heck yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like top-notch stuff right there. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love how the attention to detail and the artistry and makeup and costumes and just everything about that franchise is so well done. I can't yeah. even put it into words that would properly articulate it. So have I you been, uh, have you been watching WandaVision? Oh yeah. Hell yes. I have my gosh. Of course. No, oh my God, um, it's so good. It's so good. I definitely am looking forward to uh, the new episode today. I haven't seen it yet because you know, it's, just 12 o'clock here but I, know. <laughs> I will definitely be watching it later 100%. I definitely uh got up this morning and put it on immediately I'm so afraid that I'm gonna like see a spoiler on Twitter, on Twitter or something or something yeah no that's very true I think that I that makes sense because I if I was you know I honestly don't spend that much time on social media other than doing my own things so mm-hmm. I'm not concerned um but no I'm, I'm so excited they have done so well in the writing and how complex it is it's it's wild it, it amazes me it's a beautiful show your jaw's gonna drop with this episode I'm just like I'm you so know. excited I'm so excited <laughs> you have no idea so tell me how you got this start in TikTok because TikTok is such a crazy world to me I've yes. watched everyone kind of explode on it and I um I mean I have one and I have like a hundred followers because I don't know what the hell I'm doing on that <laughs> That app. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but you've exploded this past year. I mean, you have over yeah. 6 million followers. How did that happen? You know, that's a great question. I think I ask myself that um, all the time. <laughs> I think that, I mean, I do know how it happened, but I will never stop being grateful for it. I, mm. I think there's so much luck and right time and right place and, you know, mm-hmm. all those things as well. But I, it started off because... I really needed a creative outlet. And I think that I I started a little bit before the pandemic um, really was in, you know, full force. Mm -hmm. But I really started doing it during the pandemic. And that was my creative outlet because I didn't have theater and I didn't have auditions and I didn't have dance and I didn't have anything like so many other people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am definitely the type of person that gives 110 to everything that I do. And so I gave 110 (laughs) to TikTok. Uh, and that meant, you know, getting up at 5.30 in the morning and starting to film every day, like every day, even on weekends, every day, um, and spending hours and hours and working on trends and making them my own. It's, it's really a very analytical game if you want it to succeed. I think that I saw it from a business perspective too, and, uh, having a platform allows you to have access to so many more opportunities. And I, I realized that and that really lit a fire under my belly. I think you could say with it. And uh, it's been the way that way since uh, last year, I guess. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the game now, right? Because when yeah. I was your age, we only had Facebook and I think, I think mm-hmm. that maybe Instagram was like in its first year, but it wasn't yeah. what it is now, right? This whole explosion of social media and and influencers and and being able to create your own community is so new still. It is. But it's certainly the game that 
if you want to, you know, really break into things in a in the new way, you have to do it that way. You do. Yeah. And I, I think that I realized that too. And that was, I don't know, it was, it was crazy to me that how many doors were opening for me. I mean, I mm. think that I, I did realize that of course there's going to be some new opportunities, but I, I think that there was many unexpected ones of like, you know, people that commented on my video that like the Spice Girls or like people oh that gosh. I've been in love with for years and their work following me and it's it's mind-boggling and it's it's such a blessing every day I think to be able to now have that platform and share you know what's going on in my head and uh, bring it to life to millions of people which is insane to say. How do you come up with these video ideas? I watched a few of them and they're so good and I just wonder like are you sitting there writing constantly? Um, you know, <laughs> I think that my brain is always kind of uh, turning with all of my content, no matter what I'm doing and where I am. I think that even when I'm listening to a song, I'm like, oh, well, these lyrics could be used for something that I'm going to do for, you know, a video or whatever mm. it is. It never really stops, um, wow. which <laughs> wow. is great. Yeah, I love it that way. I think that I have always been that way with my creative outlets, and it's, it's always about what can I create create and uh I think the problem is not coming up with ideas it's uh narrowing them down quite honestly (laughs) um because I have so many and sometimes I want to put them all into one and then I'm like oh that's not going to make sense to anyone but you um so it's, it's, it's so exciting to do that every day though I mean, I want to ask you because I feel like I haven't had somebody on the show yet who is as popular as you are on TikTok And I want people to understand the work ethic that goes into being a TikTok influencer because it is large. Yeah. No, it's what like how many hours do you spend a day doing this? I mean, I think it always depends. Sometimes I try to do a lot more one day and then have it a little bit easier the next day because I might have other professional obligations that I have to Mm -hmm. work on. But of course, it depends on the type of content that you make. Um, I think that if, you know, you're just making silly videos all the time, people underestimate that too. There's sometimes skits that could take, you know, seven hours to put together. Um, That's only 45 seconds or something like that. Um, But that's what it takes. And I think that for me, if I'm going to be filming like a point of view along with makeup or I'm doing some elaborate scheme with a lot of editing, it can take, ooh, a makeup alone, uh, I think that it on average takes like four to six hours. Um, And that's to edit it together. That's to, you know, do the makeup. That's to structure it. That's to learn the audio. That's to do everything that goes into it. There's so mm-hmm. much that you don't see behind the scenes. That's to purchase the products needed. It's it's all of the things. Right. So it, it really is a lot of um, fake blood, sweat, and tears. So <laughs> fake it's blood, so much I love fun, it. but it really is a job for a lot of people. Now, I don't do just simple dance videos, which those are awesome too and make people really happy and, and do have an impact. So I'm not undermining that at all, but certain things do take more. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's certainly two sides to TikTok too, right? There's there the people are, yeah. who are just doing it for fun. They're just posting what they think. They're doing a dance. They're doing that. Yeah. And there's the people who take it from a business side and Absolutely. create content to further their career. 
Yeah, I think that if you're really focusing on quality content, which they're both great in their own ways, but if you're really producing something every day, Mm -hmm. then that's on brand and, you know, it's going to engage and is that business side, it's entirely different. Um, Because I think that I, I definitely could make super, you know, just this is what's in my brain and funny videos. And I, I definitely think I do want to do more of those just because I, I have focused so much on artistic side, but mm-hmm. just as much, but it's, it's very tricky to, to do that if you're interested in making it artistic um, and say something. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Do you like science fiction? I'm Carrie Bechet, and if you loved movies like Arrival or Interstellar, then you're going to want to check out my podcast, Hypothetical. On Hypothetical, we tell speculative sci-fi stories interwoven with real science. New episodes every Tuesday, available wherever you get podcasts. Something else that I've always wondered, and I don't know if this is a my generation thing, but for me, social media has always been um, a place to connect with friends so what what is it that makes you want to start that community right because I feel like when you have all of these followers it's a community it's not just like fans yeah I mean I I could not have said that better myself it's I mean I've never ever said that's so weird to me to say something oh my god my fans yeah right it's strange that feels so weird even though like when I say that my friends are like Emma like yes they're your fans and I'm like no 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 they're my they're my friends it just doesn't feel right to say that and I think that I've always treated it that way but it, it is a community it's like I have so many fan accounts that I love so much um and they're called fan accounts otherwise I just call them friend accounts but <laughs> that doesn't really make sense either but yeah no I mean my dms are so much fun to read and engage with people and you know have people be interested in what I have to say and what I have to do is the craziest feeling yeah now here's a question for you. You do all these amazing videos on TikTok. You're producing so much on there. Have you thought about doing your own like web series and stuff too? Because clearly you have the the wherewithal and the the producing <laughs> mindset to be able to do something like that. You know, I think I would love to do something like that. I I definitely I do write. Um, I write some music and I write some scripts and things like that on the side. Just when I I feel like those are popping up in my head and I really have a passion for that as well I think that it's 
been my goal to, you know, continue to build and build and build with my social media following until I can, you know, be a part of Hollywood and film with that and then eventually direct and produce my own projects. Uh, That's always been a massive dream, just as much as it is to be in uh, Hollywood and be in film is to create my own Mm -hmm. films as well, whether that be short films, web series, or an actual movie someday is my hope. Yeah. I mean, that's the dream, right? Absolutely. Yeah. No, but I would love that so much. I think that that would be a lot easier when I'm officially moved out to Los Angeles, which is my plan. And I'm so excited for that and has been for a while. But I think as soon as I'm out there, I'm, I feel very lucky to have a lot of friends who are also influencers that I love dearly and would be phenomenal in doing something like that. So that's mm. certainly where, where are you now? I'm in Denver, Colorado. Oh, you're in Denver. I am. I've driven through Denver. I've grown up here and I spend usually like most months in LA and I have been for a number of years now. So it it just makes sense to make the move and with social media and everything else going on, it's it's the right place to be and a lot warmer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So on our show, we like to um, talk about auditions that have gone awry or Mm. uh, funny auditions or uh, something that you auditioned for that you really wanted and didn't get. Do you have a story that you would like to share with the audience? Yeah, I mean, I I have so many, uh, actually, (laughs) so it'd be hard to think about one, but I, I do think that one thing that I was auditioning for, and I, I don't think that I can say what exactly it was, um, mm-hmm. just because they put you under contract and things like that, and I, I would never want to uh, <laughs> say something that I'm not supposed to, um, but basically, and this is actually what started everything with um, me wanting to do TikTok uh, okay. after this audition, and so as horrible as it was, I'm grateful for it, but I <laughs> had this really big callback. And it was in Los Angeles, and I was out there for a while for, I think it was pilot season. Um, and I actually met someone who's also a really big TikToker, and I think her name is um, Indiana. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm pretty positive. And she's been on the platform for a number of years before it was even TikTok, and it was Musical.ly. And I mm. met her, and I, I believe it was between her and I. Um, and at the time I had absolutely no social media following and Mm. it was like, who cared? Um, and so I went upstairs in the elevator and she was there and I was like, oh my God, like, I know who this person is. That's so cool. Um, and her and I had a really good conversation. She seems awesome. Um, and so I get in the room and I do everything that I need to do with the sign up sheet and I see this separate bar that doesn't have anything to do with my, you know, my name, my email or contact information manager, all that stuff. Um, and it was my social media following and how many numbers. No. Yeah. And I, that actually happened at numerous, um, auditions after that as well. Um, and before that, but I wasn't expecting it to be for this. And it was a really big project, I believe it was with Netflix, actually. Um, and so I saw that and I was like, well, crap, I have what, like a thousand followers. So I hope this doesn't matter. Um, and so I get in the room and I do the audition and, or the callback, I should say, and they loved it. They really mm-hmm. liked it. And I, I worked tirelessly at this um at this role and I really liked it and you know they they brought in the other girl did that and then they brought in a sheet 
and um Uh he just said to me like hey we we really really like you and uh honestly this would have been great but she has a social media following and I don't and I didn't get it because of that and I was so unbelievably crazy beyond like upset it it wasn't even it was to the point where I was so upset I was just laughing yeah Um, yeah and that's what started me wanting to do it because I was like okay well if you do not want me for my talents or for my hard work or any of those things then I'll come back and I'll have a social media following next time you ask me and every single day I swear that that story um really drove me to do TikTok (laughs) I mean kudos to you for taking it and doing what you know many wouldn't which is going off and saying you know screw you I'm gonna have a social yeah, media following and... I was like okay well I can yeah. give up I have two options give up or work my butt off every day I feel like and I don't I don't know if this is correct in any way or, or form but I yeah. feel like it's um it's very a generational thing because I feel like your generation Ooh, hello. <laughs> right, there's a ring there. You're good. <laughs> I feel like your generation is um, almost expected to have these big social media followings. I feel like oh, people yeah. my age can kind of get away with it still because we're like, listen, I'm I'm almost in my 30s. I don't know what the yeah, heck I'm supposed to be doing on here. In, entirely. But I feel like if you're in that gen, you know, Gen Z area, they expect you to have followings. Yeah. They do. Which is, I think that it's, it's so unfortunate. Yeah. And what's really hard about it too, is that, I mean, for me personally, I feel very grateful to have had a lot of the experiences with, you know, auditions going well and them not going well, because I think I learned from an early age, what rejection is. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds awful, um, but it really wasn't. I think that it made me really tough. And that was important because I've seen so many people who are friends on social media or, who have really big followings or maybe have a hundred thousand, which is also really big in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, Um, it's huge. And people put, you know, their worth as their number of social media. Yeah. um, Followings and likes and all those things. And I, I just, that blows my mind and I completely see why people would do that, but it breaks my heart. Because it's it's expected to be this huge social media person even if you know that's so so much easier or so much harder said than done yeah it's just it's such a double-edged sword I think I've only been in like one or two auditions where I've heard the casting director talk about social media followers I've never had to put my social media followers on a on a sheet though which is is insane (laughs) it is yeah and I've been to multiple social media events as well where it's like you know, put your name in your social media following. It's it's completely changed. And uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the show Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, but it's a show that talks for anyone else that isn't familiar. It's a show that kind of talks about the implications of social media and what it could do to the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one episode that talks about, like, people being rated um, mm-hmm. and, like, out of five stars with every interaction that you have with someone and it almost feels like social media is becoming more and more similar to that. And that is so harrowing on anyone's mental health. And 
of course, like anyone else, even though I don't really care because I, I know my own worth and all of that, there's, of course, with anyone, there's going to be days where it's like, oh, damn, you know, my, my numbers are down or whatever it is. And mm. it's so important to remember that that just has nothing to do with anyone's capability or worth as a human. Right. How do you keep so level-headed because yeah. there are not many I've, I've known many an influencer in my life and there I feel like you you're so level-headed and you know exactly that this is a business that has nothing yeah. to do with who you are as a person yeah I how mean, do you keep that I, that's a good question I think a lot of people are really stunned by the fact that I'm even though that I have you know a, so much pressure on me that I don't feel pressure um, <laughs> which it sounds crazy, but I, I mean, throughout even the beginning and to now, I still have people reaching out being like, Oh, Emma, like, are you okay? Like your comments are really mean or, you know, like, are you good? And I, I just, I've always been great. I think that I have detached, um, how I feel about myself from how everyone else feels about me. Um, I think that's that a anyone, that's a remarkable gift. Yeah, by the way. I think that I wouldn't be where I am today if it weren't for that. And I think that there's a lot of people who have so much more than I do that don't feel the way that I do, and that's really hard. Mm. Um, and you know, I think that to judge anyone based off of you know 15 seconds um, and write a nasty comment, that's more of a reflection on them than it is on me. Um, yeah. it's way more of a reflection on them. Um, and if I, before I post anything, if I think it's good, if I like it, if it, if I think it's going to do well and I feel good, then anyone else can form their own opinion. That's not, you know, a reflection on anything that I'm capable of. So it's so important to remember that. I think that I've, I've helped a lot of my friends try to understand that too, because, it's really brutal on most yeah. people. Yeah. And, it, and it's yeah, it's worrisome. It's worrisome, especially because Very. you know, most of the social media influencers are so young and I just yeah. I I can't imagine having to deal with that kind of pressure and yeah. I mean, I feel like it's anxiety too. I, I don't think it I is. could have done that at sixteen, seventeen years old, like so many of the people that I know that are doing yeah. it now. Yeah, it's mind boggling in my opinion and um, it can get really serious, which is the mm -hmm. unfortunate part of that too, is like, you know, it'll build up and build up. Um, and with cancel culture and how unforgiving people are and, you know, internet trolls, it's unfortunate because I think with the, especially on TikTok and, and most social media, but I think that it became a really big thing on TikTok to purposely say really horrible things to people and, mm -hmm. you know, there's a like system on people's comments. So the meaner it was, the more people liked it because it was, you know, funny because it was mean. Um, and, you Oof. know, I think there's always importance and, you know, not taking things seriously, of course, but there's a certain point where things get taken too far and people who yeah. are hiding behind a screen and need their own outlet to, you know, take out their anger. Um, that's, that's how they do it. Yeah. And that's, that's tough. And that's something that I am hoping that in, schools there's a lot more um talk about the safety of social media and about exactly what i'm preaching that it has nothing to do with you know you being a good valuable human right um, right and people i think there's also a tough part about that is that i even with me i've seen so many people 
blow up on TikTok and completely change as people. Um, and mm. they do think that they're better than other people, and that causes that problem to only get worse. Um, but we all put our pants on one leg at a time, and we all <laughs> have our good days and our bad days and our, our own crap to deal with. And so I just don't think that anyone that has that has the right to think that they're better than anyone else. Emma, you are fantastic. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, but thank you. I appreciate it. Think, I think you need to go on some tours and do some talks about social media because I, this, I want to do. This, I mean, it's clearly a passion of yours, oh, and yeah. you're so well versed in it. I mean, the Thank way you, you explain it is is beautiful, and I, I really think that you know people need to hear that message more. Thank you, I appreciate that. I think that's something I definitely want to do. I love public speaking, and you know, eventually when that gets a little bit safer to do some public speaking, um, I <laughs> that's one hundred percent a goal because I really wish that so many people um, knew what I knew. Yeah. Ugh. Praise be. Um, <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, Emma, for coming on the show. Speaking of social media, where can people uh, find you? Yeah, people can find me um, at Emma Nords with two S's on TikTok. And Emma Nords is all of my other social media. And my Snapchat is in my Instagram bio. Well, I can't wait to see how you blossom as an actor and if I ever have a role to put you in I'm gonna give you a call because I just love your energy and oh I appreciate that so much please call me I'd be happy to help anytime (laughs) thank you so much for coming on yes thank you for having me I appreciate it and um yeah can't wait to see what the future holds Thanks again to Emma for coming on the show make sure to go follow her on TikTok because she is so so good at what she does and I'm excited for her future and and all the acting opportunities that are going to come her way. Smart girl. Make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to it right now. Please rate and review. It really helps us out. Tune in next week to hear me talk to a fellow Days alum. And until then, thanks for coming in. Hello, dear stranger. I'd like to introduce you to something new. Or perhaps something very, very old. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine is a horror fantasy medical mystery following the titular monk turned traveling medical investigator. Follow Radolf as he navigates a nightmare world in which viruses are gods and the human race are not their favored children. Steeped in history and an aesthetic that can only be described as a combination of occult academia and laboratory Judaica, the heresies of Radolf Burntwine have been described as Umberto Eco meets H.P. Lovecraft. For more information, check out the Patreon at thorb.info. But take care, dear stranger, for some truths are best left unknown.